0: Gosh, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of the Splunk can talk about anything. My name is Melanie with two L's because the spelling of your name doesn't change from one week to the next. So for 52 consecutive episodes, I've spelt my name wrong. No, I'm kidding. I mean, that's how I spell it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is episode 52, which means it's been a year. It's actually been like a year and a half. But, um, you know, I took some downtime and I went on hiatuses and stuff. So it took me a little longer to get to the 52nd episode, which marks the end of a season, a full season, if you want to call it that, full year, full season, whatever. Here we are. Um, I told you guys two episodes ago that I was going to make a big announcement to, during uh, this episode, and I'm going to, but you're going to have to stay tuned until the end. And I'm very excited to share it with you. So, I can't believe I made it to 52 episodes because let me be totally honest. When I started this podcast, I didn't think I was going to do it for more than a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, it was something that I started during the pandemic. I had a friend who had been asking me to do a podcast on his network for like three years, um, and I was like, "No, I don't really think it's my thing. I don't think so, and whatever." And then, like, fast forward to. I guess 2021 or like early 2021, and I was like, "Well, I'm bored at home, and I have nothing to do, so I'm going to start a podcast." But I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Sometimes I still don't know. Um, so yeah, this is just an episode about me, or yeah, about me reflecting of me reflecting on what it's been like to do this for 52 weeks um, with some pretty incredible people along the way um, that I didn't expect to meet and I'm so grateful that I did. Um, so yeah, I mean, I still can't believe that I've done this 52 times and that people have actually sat through it and listened. So like going back to the very beginning of this, um, I went on Amazon and I bought a microphone guys, and it was like really cute and pink, which is why I bought it. And it had the worst freaking quality I think I've ever (laughs) heard on a microphone. Um, but I did use it for the first episode and I was talking about, uh, I had the echo turned like all the way up and it was so bad. And I was talking about, um, like super bowl predictions and like, I think it was the NFC championship game. And there was just a whole lot of Tom Brady going on. And after that, I was like, there's no, anybody, no, nobody's going to listen to this. This is just, You know, this is so silly, Um, but you guys did tune in. And at that time, I had no idea how to edit or anything. And I was like getting sound effects off my phone and and, like putting them into the mic, which was very unprofessional and silly looking back. But again, at the time, I really didn't think that I was going to do this for more than a couple of weeks. And then it sort of caught on and people kind of started engaging with it. So I stuck to it. And football was my first episode and it was like, a it was a recurring topic, um, throughout the 52, uh, episodes that I did, including this one. I mean, I don't really know. I don't think I need to talk about, well, actually, yeah, let me just say football is not currently in season, but, um, it is practice, uh, practice season. It is, um, training camp season. And I'm really excited about that. It's like, just like 10 days away from the first preseason game, um, so we've come a long way from two football seasons ago. Well, it wasn't quite two football seasons ago. It was like a football season ago and a couple months, almost two. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's how long. I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so episode two, um, I talked about wrestling, the Royal Rumble. Um, I actually ditched my microphone that that week The second week because it was so bad and it made me so angry that I just um, I just I I I started using the computer audio like I would just sit really close to the computer microphone and talk into it really loudly which again didn't sound really great and I got so carried away with with the sound effects that week it was so bad I had like music going and just like this sound effects app that I had found and it was terrible 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 when I play it back it's so cringe um and i also pitched myself as like a potential halftime uh show super bowl act even though that year they had jlo and shakira i like thought that i would be um a better choice <laughs> so i was talking about you know um the royal rumble which is you know wwe and somehow ended up transitioning it into football again Um, And then in week three, I was upset because Super Bowl had, well, I wasn't upset that, you know, the the, uh, Buccaneers had won the Super Bowl. I was upset that football season was over and I got very carried away with the sound effects. (laughs) And I, you know, I was sharing just like some stupid stories and that week um, was a sad one because it was the week that Christopher Plummer passed away. And I talked about Um, my experience with Christopher Plummer, who I love and who is a wonderful, was a wonderful actor. I really hate talking about people like that um, in the past tense. And then in week four, I didn't ask me anything where you guys asked me questions and I was shocked to have had so many people actually ask things of me. So, I mean, yeah, I answered them. But I don't know how, how great that I, I haven't played this episode like I didn't I, last time I heard it was when I finished it when I edited it <laughs> and I haven't gone back to it but um yeah I, I I guess I talked about myself which I do a lot so I mean this show is called this blonde can't talk about anything for a reason because I am such a chatty cavy or whatever you want to call it and um I I can talk about anything for any any amount of time it's, it's bad. <laughs> so in week five, I brought my first guest on the show, which was just my mom. I mean, no big deal. It was my mom and we did uh, some some golden globes predictions, which was so weird because my mom doesn't really know anything about acting or which is weird because I'm an actress, but she um she doesn't pay attention to like film, television and stuff. So when I was asking her to predict these golden globe awards, she was just naming things. Like she didn't know what like Jason Sudeikis, for example, she had no idea who that was. That was my prediction, um, but I remember it because I was so excited for Jason Sudeikis. Um, but my mom actually ended up predicting like a crap ton of them right, and I got a whole bunch of them wrong, which was kind of sad considering she didn't she had not seen any of these films It was just going off of any of these television shows or any of it, and she was just going off of what she um what she had heard the titles were and I guess what she liked, and then in episode six, I had no idea um, what to do. I was really stumped. I had no particular topic uh, in mind. So what I did, which is, this is probably the weirdest episode I did is I went online and I found these like internet generated questions and I answered them (laughs) for like a solid hour. And I I can't believe I did that. It's so silly. But it was fun, and um, I guess I decided to keep going because I got to episode seven, which was an episode that I really loved because I talked about my chance encounter with uh, Quentin Tarantino, which I've talked about pretty much every um, every episode that I've had a guest. I've kind of mentioned it, but uh, in episode seven, I actually did, um, what do you call it? Like I did, like a deep dive into that experience, like how how I had this one in seven billion uh, chance experience of meeting, you know, Quentin Tarantino in public, just and not even be the one to approach him to have him approach me. So, if anyone ever um, has heard me in passing talk about, you know, meeting Quentin Tarantino, and they were wondering about him or about that experience, you can always go back to episode seven, which is titled "My." My chance encounter with Quentin Tarantino and you can hear the full story. It's actually quite beautiful. And um, it might give you a different opinion of who you think Quentin Tarantino is because people are not always the way we think they are or the way we're told they are. And he was actually um, a really incredible person who really motivated and inspired me in a way that I needed at that time and was not expecting at that time. And the following week is when like let the games begin. Let's shall we say it like that. <laughs> um, the the show is titled "Is it really fun to stay at the YMCA?" And I had uh, someone on the show whose name is Dennis, who um, is someone I have known since I was you know quite young, who had told me this story about having um, inserted his genitalia into the YMCA pool jet in hopes of getting some sort of pleasure. Um, and I had been telling the story to my friends for. Ever since I had heard it, and people always thought that I was joking, and they would always say to me, "That's a great joke," and things like that. So when Dennis came to visit, which is a rare occurrence, I just had to turn the computer. Didn't even tell him; just turned the computer on, started talking, um, and he ended up sharing that story, which so many people ended up laughing at. But it was a true story. And then he went on to tell plenty of other experience um, stories and experiences that I'd had with him, which all of which were very so silly that even I don't think Adam Sandler can conceptualize this in his brain because it was that dumb. (laughs) It was fun. They were good memories, but a lot of it is so dumb that when you hear it, you're going to think there's no way that any of this is real. So I, I did an episode on it. It was just like a solid hour long, which but it was fun, you know, to go down memory lane. But really, these are things that never leave my memory because they are so stupid and when people ask about that episode, sometimes I say, well, I did an interview with the stupidest person I know. And I say that affectionately because, um, I've known Dennis for most of my life, and he's a very funny person who I think missed his calling an opportunity to be a comedian. Um, so then I decided to follow that up with an episode that's called justice for justice week, which was really just me. Um, reviewing the justice league movie. And I kind of wish I hadn't done that now because I don't like critics. Um, my friend who, who, um, got me into podcasting is a critic. Um, and he loves to rate movies like one out of 10 and things like that. And being an actress, I don't think that there's any movie in the world that's one out of 10 or a zero out of 10. I think they all have something so beautiful to um, contribute no matter how I've seen, you know, plenty of movies that had little substance, but always had a beautiful message or a lesson or something in it in the end. And critics have so much to say about something they've never done. And it deters viewers from going to see films that are like truly beautiful. Like for example, Will Smith's collateral beauty was like, dragged by critics and i loved it um love the coopers which starred john goodman diane keaton timothy chalamet like just like an all-star cast the critics didn't like it i loved it um and actually that in that film um the relationship between john goodman and his grandfather or his grandfather excuse me his granddaughter is very much like the relationship I shared with my grandfather. So in, in a sense, I was watching, you know, my own life played out on the screen. My grandfather who you guys have heard about every single week, um, you know, watching John Goodman dance with this little girl with these red ruby slippers on and I'm watching my life. And this is a movie that people just just ripped apart and for no good reason really. Um, so I was kind I'm kind of upset with myself. Um, for reviewing uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I liked the movie. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't hate the first one. <laughs> so both of them had their own merit and I should never have done an episode um, like that. And I'm, I, I'm, I would like to apologize actually to um, all of my fellow actors for actually sitting here and critiquing a film um, the only thing I'm not sorry for is complaining that there was not enough of Ben Affleck's butt in the film. Because Ben Affleck has a good butt. And um, yeah. <laughs> so the following week, I again turned to wrestling uh, with my mom. And we, we made some really ridiculously stupid, bold predictions about WrestleMania. And I think most of them were wrong. Um, if you listen to the show, you know, I have some favorites in WWE. And you know that I particularly um, am fond of uh, the character of Baron Corbin, who is just a guy named Tom, who I'm friends with. And I always like to predict that he's going to win, even though I actually know he's not. (laughs) But you always want the best for your friends. So maybe if I predict it and speak it into existence, I can like manifest it for him. So I decided we decided to do some WrestleMania predictions. And um, that was fun. So. (laughs) the following week, again, I was completely stumped and didn't know what to do. And I thought ASMR would be fun. And, um, it was the creepiest, weirdest, most fucked up thing I've ever recorded in my life. Like I was recording myself, taking a drink, recording myself, just every sound that I I was talking at the same time. It was very, very fucking weird. And I would probably, um, never do it again. Like, Literally, I resolved to never do ASMR again, because why would you do that? <laughs> like, it's just weird. Even what I just did just now, it's just it's just so weird. And then the following week, I literally threw together an episode. I started talking about, you know, WWE's releases, um, which is like, you know, when they fire people. It's a nice way of saying they fired people. Um, and I talked about the Batfleck movie, which is never going to happen and Julian Edelman's retirement, which broke my heart. Um, So just since we're recapping on that, um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but I'm sure you probably have. Ben Affleck is returning for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and he's going to play Batman again. I love me some Batfleck, and I look forward to seeing him as Batman as much and as often as possible. But, but... You're letting Amber Heard stay in the movie and you're throwing Ben Affleck into the mix so that we, you can sell us tickets. I just, I don't think this is the way Warner brothers. I mean, yes. Um, when the movie comes out, I'm going to be the first one to say, take my money. Cause I support my industry and I'm a fan of Ben Affleck's work. Um, and especially as, as Batman, but I just, I don't think that was the way <laughs> just don't. So we followed that up with another guest who was um, a friend of mine, uh, filmmaker, director, uh, producer, actor, um, Alex Rapport, who had made a, a short film called West of Wonderland, which I thought was quite funny because it was a play on East of Eden, which is of course um, starred, which of course starred, um, oh, not Marlon Brando, I was gonna say that, James Dean, sorry, I'm tired. Jane Stein and was directed by um, Alia Kazan and it was fantastic. So I wanted to know like where Alex had gotten his, why he had got pulled inspiration from this and and so on. We talked about it um, and then it went awry. His, his neighbor, I mean, his roommate needed to call an ambulance. It was just kind of a mess and uh, we had to start the whole thing over. So that was just a great time. After that, I came back again to talk about this is what happens when I don't have something to talk about you guys. I came back and my mom was kind of with me. Like she was there, but it was mostly just me. And I was talking about my experience with a guy who just wasn't reading the signs who I just had been friends with. And we had gone to films together and he had taken it way too, way too far. And he thought we were dating and it was just a seriously disaster. So I thought I should do an episode on this. Um, and yeah, then the next week I talked about how I got high by accident. Some people still ask me, how the hell do you get high by accident? Well, it's easy. You eat a candy that you have no idea is infused with, you know, marijuana or THC or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then you get sick, you trip for a little while, you get sick. And the next day you're supposed to go for your driver's test. That's, that was my experience. Um, cause I don't smoke pot. I don't, I don't do drugs. I don't do anything. I'm boring. I'm so boring guys. I'm so boring. Um, and, and so I told that story and a lot of people still don't believe me but that really happened. So really what I'm doing here at this point is I'm recapping what we talked about because we're not going to talk about it again, but knowing me, I probably will. The week after that was May and it was mental health awareness month. And, um, Hunter Hayes had been doing a lot of stuff with brainwaves, and I had been listening to it, and so it compelled me to share with you guys that I um, am a survivor of suicide in you know more ways than one. I survived a suicide attempt in which I very nearly died, and I recounted that in the episode which is called sur- "Surviving Suicide." Um, it's one of the hardest things I think I've ever ever gone through in my whole life um, uh, yeah, I I would not recommend it. So if anyone's listening to this and you're feeling down, um, just know that ending your life is not the answer. Um, also lost my best friend to suicide. So I have survivor's guilt in two different ways in the, in the way that I lived and he didn't, and I don't understand why. And also that I don't understand how I survived at all. Also, if I can just lighten the mood and circle back, um, I mentioned that I didn't, you know, talked on, on previous episode about Julian Edelman's retirement. Since then, Tom Brady retired for 40 days and came back. Thank God. Um, Julian Edelman's retired. Gronk is retired and Danny Amendola is retired. So basically the dream team, dream team Patriots, all but Tom Brady retired. Heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. Oh Yeah. So I followed the week after um, surviving suicide with an an episode called Say His Name, Quentin Philip Jones. Um, What that was about was that Mandy Patinkin had been calling for clemency for Quentin Quentin Jones. And I'm a big fan of Mandy Patinkin. I've had wonderful experiences with this man. And I decided to join the fight. And I called the Texas governor. And had a very terrible experience to the point where I was calling, you know, hours before they were to execute Quentin Philip Jones and having people tell me to mail the governor a letter, which like, there's no possible way that my letter mail is going to get there in an hour, you know? So it was just, it was so ridiculous. And they ended up, um, they ended up executing him and under very strange circumstances, And you can Google that. If you want to know more about it, Google it, just type in Quentin Philip Jones, and it'll come up. It's a really sad story, but um, it also will give you some information on the importance of clemency, um, especially for somebody like him who had um, really atoned for his crimes and was not asking to be released, but just to live the rest of his life in prison. The following episode was so special to me because I hosted my first real guest, like my first guest that was somebody that was notable, somebody that I looked up to, and somebody that actually asked, hey, would you do my show? And I was actually shocked when they said yes. Um, And it was Emmy award-winning TV host, comedian, author, actor, masked singer, Tom Bergeron. But I had no idea what I was doing. And I talked over him the whole entire time. I just... It was terrible and Tom was so kind and he sat through it and I apologized to him and he was so great about it. And when I play it, I'm still so embarrassed, which is why I called the episode. This blonde can talk too much with Tom Bergeron, but I had so much fun with Tom Bergeron. He's just so magnificent. I'll never forget meeting him or his, you know, his um Marlon Brando impressions, just everything about him. He's just really Wonderful, and I don't understand anyone who doesn't love this man. He is incredible. Followed that up with um, hockey and wrestling. (laughs) It was more talent releases, Um, you know, more firings. And I also went on and on and on about a certain hockey player named Jason Spezza, who uh, I almost married. Let's just no, I didn't, but in my head, I did. Um, and Jason was at the time, not sure if he would be coming back for one more season. Um, and he did, he did come back for one more season, but he did not win the Stanley cup. What happens after that? I did an episode on it. So let's wait till I get to that one to recap, um, and followed that up with my second, uh, interview, which was with Edita Slavinska, who is a, um, former dancing with the stars pro she danced with like Emmett Smith, Jason Taylor, um, Joey Lawrence. We talked about all her partners. We talked about dance, discipline, motherhood, so many things. Motherhood, something I have no experience with. Dance, something I have no experience with beyond trying to teach myself very unsuccessfully how to dance like Michael Jackson. <laughs> that episode was actually great because I did let a talk and she had so many wonderful, beautiful things to say. And she's somebody that I've loved since I've met her. Um, who I tremendously admire and would invite back on the show anytime I miss watching her dance. And I know she's a smart woman because she told me that while she has no real interest in going back to dancing with the stars, she would come back for Tom Brady. (laughs) The following week I did a game show with my mom, which was just, my mom was asking me questions about myself and I was trying to answer them, but I was getting them wrong. Like it was, she was giving me more like clues and I had to guess things and it was just a silly episode. Sometimes we need that just to like break up the monotony. Um, and then I invited musician, uh, my silent bravery on it, which is just on the shelf that is, which is just a guy whose name is Matt Wade. Um, and Matt is wonderful, but that episode was the most difficult episode I ever did because when it, when I went to edit it, something went wrong and it would not transcode and it was freaking terrible and i just panicked and what i ended up doing was putting my like a, my computer on on a speaker super loudly and then recording it to the computer so the sound quality is horrible it's embarrassing it's so embarrassing and it's not even the most embarrassing thing that i did but uh, it was fun it was a fun episode then I followed that up with another Ask Me Anything, which was questions that you guys sent me in. And then I had my friend Carla Collins on the show. Um, and we talked a lot about grief. Um, she lost her mother. Uh, I talk with my grandpa every week. And so we were talking a lot about grief and comedy and, and things like that. And, um, and then my friend Alyssa put out this beautiful song called New Wings, and I did an episode uh, where I just got really candid about my own struggles and how hard it was for me to remain true to myself because growing up and being the weird kid is not easy. It's so hard. It, it, I still think about it to this day and almost want to cry like you are this sore thumb that sticks out everywhere you go and everyone laughs at you and you don't want to be laughed at ever again but then you grow up and you realize that it's the very thing that they're laughing at. That's making you an asset um, to, to your industry, to yourself, to the, the right people. Um, so I just, I struggled with, you know, remaining very true to who I am and I hope to inspire other people to be true to who they are. So I did an episode about it, which I called what episode? Oh, what did I call it? I think I called it. What episode is this again? No, no. I called it new wings and then followed it up with, um, what episode is this again? Which is just my mom telling embarrassing stories about me. At this point, I had done, as I said, like three interviews, and I still wasn't sure if I was going to continue with it or if it was going to be something that I was going to do seriously or not. And then something really cool happened. For three consecutive weeks, I hosted Brad Dourif, who is an Academy Award nominated actor for his, uh, portrayal of Billy Bibbit in one floor Over the cuckoo's nest. Um, you probably know him best for voicing Chucky, which is a travesty because he's so much more than that. Such an incredible man, such an inspiring actor. And our conversation was so long that I had to cut it up into three episodes. And that's when I knew that what I was doing with this podcast was a good thing. Um, and I continued to seek out people to chat with and decided to do like bi-weekly interviews. And from there, I think is where I decided that we would at the very least get to a year, which here we are, um, worth of episodes. After that, I took a break, a long break, well, long enough. And uh, I did the Tom Brady variety hour, which, was, which was like something that I had started on Instagram before I ever did this. I would just go on there and pretend to podcast in my stories and um, it wasn't really the Tom Brady variety hour what I did was an NFL preview and I made like a lot of crazy predictions a lot of them surrounding Tom Brady I predicted that Tom Brady would win the Super Bowl Tom Brady did not win the Super Bowl but I did not predict was that Tom Brady would retire for 40 days <sighs> and then I stuck with um with football And I did an episode called Rage Against Aaron Rodgers, which was me just being very angry, very angry. If you listen to the episode, there are a lot of curse words. Um, And (laughs) I was just upset that Aaron Rodgers violated NFL protocol uh, and COVID protocols and wasn't even fined. And like Tom Brady was suspended for four weeks for allegedly deflating balls, which I still don't think he did. And I was mad about it enough to, to talk about it for an hour. So, so I did. And to my surprise, people listened. Not everybody agreed with me, but that's okay because I'm not here for everybody to agree with me. I'm here to give my thoughts and my opinions um, and have your opinions and thoughts told to me because that's, you know, that's important. It's an open discussion. All of my podcasts are open discussions and you guys are always welcome to, um, to come over to Instagram or Twitter or whatever and share your thoughts with me or ask me questions, et cetera. I followed that up with the most embarrassing interview, even more embarrassing than that my silent bravery one where I had all the tech issues and um and talking all over Tom Bergeron. So I did this chat with somebody that you've never probably heard of because he's just a young upcoming guy. Um so Beckett McDowell, who is simple plans lead singer's Pierre Bouvier's um protege. And I was his first interview ever. He put out this song called the Weirdo. It's kind of cool. It was like, hey, ho, I don't care if you're a weirdo, because I'm a weirdo too. I know I can't, I can't sing, but it was such a cool song. And I wanted to chat with Beckett about it. And for an hour and 20 minutes we talked. Um, except my microphone was never plugged in. (laughs) I thought it was, it looked like it was. Um, And so my voice was being picked up all from the computer audio and I was not that close to the computer. So the interview sounded like total crap. It sounded like I was talking into a tin can and I was truly genuinely just so freaking embarrassed. And I didn't think I would ever get another guest on my show. Until the following week, when I asked Simple Plan's drummer, Chuck Como, to come on the show. And he was like, let's do it. Wow. That was such a, that was a wow moment for me. Grew up listening to Simple Plan, you know. Um, Big fan of Chuck's. Big fan of him as a human being. Just, you know, I'm not going to tell you why. If you want to know why, you can go and track down the episode, This Blonde Can Talk with Chuck Como. Um, He's not just a talented drummer. He's a talented drummer. He's a gifted human being, amazing person. Uh, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on about talk, really love this fan. And when he agreed to do the show, I had a fangirl moment. What you don't know, what he doesn't know is that I broke my tooth like five minutes after five minutes after we finished recording. So it was like the best day. And then the worst day or, or to, um, like simple plan would say the worst day ever. I know I shouldn't sing. I got to stop. So the following week, I talked about what it was like um, working with the Chong's, as in Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong. Um, I worked for his family. Basically, I worked for Tommy, uh, his wife, and his daughter, and I almost made a film together. If you want to hear that story, No Cheech, All Chong. That's the episode name. That was fun. Not really. It was a terrible life experience that I just decided to share. I <laughs> it up with an episode called the Spetsa suspension and my mom was back and I think she was angrier than I am because our friend Jason Spetsoff <laughs> was suspended for the first time in his NHL career. And this ended up being his final season. So Jason tragically retired and is now an assistant GM. Yay. Doesn't that just sound like so much fun? Like, just like, Yay. I'm just glad he's still in hockey because he certainly belongs there, but, um, talked about the suspension that he got for allegedly kneeing, uh, Neil Pionk in the face. I think it was Pionk in the face. If you ask Jason, it was an accident. So that's why I said allegedly. (laughs) And then I followed it up with, um, Mickey James, WWE superstar, well, former WWE superstar, knockouts champion, um, country singer. That conversation was so beautiful because she talked to me about not only wrestling, but she opened up about her youth and her music, where she gets her inspiration. Um, And she also took the time to um, inspire me, which I love. I love meeting people who entertain for a living because they always want to encourage others to follow their dreams and to do what they love. And we need more people like that in the world. And we also need to put the spotlight on the fact that these people are this way instead of allowing people to believe everything they read in the tabloids. I have met a great deal of celebrities and I could probably count on one hand how many of them were not as kind as I thought they were. Then I did another ask me anything because I guess I was friggin' bored and I had nothing else to talk about. (laughs) I like to talk about myself when I have nothing else to talk about because I'm just that vain. It's terrible. It's really terrible. Um, And the following week, the episode was titled, this is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. And I don't have to tell you why do I, it was the week Tom Brady retired and I just did this whole I was a mess, guys. <laughs> if you didn't hear the episode, I was a mess, and I was talking about the, that Tom Brady's retirement. And um, if you remember from early episodes, my sweet little cat Dolly would sometimes like to make noise or, you know, be my co-host by making lots of noise in the background. And she died, and like long before Tom retired. But Tom, I had been watching Tom's games while she was ill, and. I was talking about my cat dying and this talking about Tom Brady. It was just, it was just a mess. And my, my emotions were like all over the place. And I was genuinely just really distraught and depressed. The week after that, was the week before Valentine's day. And I brought my mom back on the show (laughs) so she could talk about like the worst Valentine's days ever. Like my mom might be the only person who's gotten a divorce and had to have life-saving surgery on Valentine's day, worst Valentine's days ever. And some of us think not having a boyfriend or chocolate is a problem. Buy your own chocolate guys, buy your own chocolate. Then I had another guest who I love so much to this day, Sam Salem. If you don't know who Sam Salem is, he is a, a school teacher who is also a comedian. And I can't speak to how good of a school teacher he is, but he's a hell of a comedian. Um, and he kind of went viral for not drinking, not having a beverage at lunch, and they started calling him No Bev Salem. And uh, all these beverage companies started giving him, you know, free beverages for a year, which is kind of cool. But that was after, long after we talked. And um, now he just does, you know, substitute teaching and he's a basketball coach, but uh, mostly talking about his stand-up comedy. Um, And you can always find Sam on on TikTok if you want to see his comedy. Just uh, type in Sam Salem, you'll see his comedy. Or you could check out the episode The Spawn Can Talk with Sam Salem and you will laugh because I did. It was so much fun. The following week, I had a guest on again, but it's my friend pay. Um, and we didn't really have a topic. We talked about everything. It was literal girl talk. It was a lot of fun and something that I do um, plan on doing in the future. I'd love to bring payback and payback. That sounds like really bad. It sounds like I want to hurt somebody. <laughs> no, I'd love to bring pay comma back um, to do a show with me. So we can, um, we can do some more girl talk about certain things and some things will remain off limits. There was nothing off limits last time, but there will be. Um there will be there will be the, the next time. <laughs> uh and then The Godfather turned 50, so I did an episode and told you guys all these facts that you probably didn't know or care to know about The Godfather for a solid 45 minutes because I love The Godfather. I love Marlon Brando. I love classic cinema. I called it an episode. You can't refuse. I feel like some people did refuse it, but that's okay. Cause not everybody is going to love everything that I have to talk about. Right. Right. That's how it works. Um, the following week was just titled. He's back because Tom Brady unretired. And I was just so freaking happy. Like just, it's a short episode. It's probably my shortest episode. I only talked for 24 minutes, but I was so happy. I was just talking about how happy I was, um, (laughs) to have, um, to have Tom back on the field. I know that there's a huge chance that this is going to be the last year that he plays in the league, but at least I get to, I I have like a warning. There was no warning last time. So now I just, I know, and I'm kind of expecting it, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, I also hosted a viral sensation comedic Cody Smith. He is so funny. So genuine, so kind, uh, and my friend Riley joined in on this one. We had a great time chatting. I, I highly encourage you to um, to check that one out. It's it's insightful, and it's kind of all about um, doing what makes you most fulfilled. You know, like even if you have to quit something else, even if you have to struggle a little bit, that's kind of what kind of what Cody and I talked about. Uh, I did an episode called "Here's What I'm Thinking," um, which I talked about. Will Smith's Oscars slap and uh, the aftermath of that. It's a 27 minute episode, not very long. Not everybody agreed with me. That's okay. Again, um, no no real reason to uh, to check it to check it out. If you're not, we've we've heard this this Will Smith thing has been beaten like a dead horse. But um, yeah, it was. I, I just wanted to let people know what I was thinking. It was bothering me. It was on my mind. So I I talked about it, uh, and then I took two months off. And then I came back with an episode called, I guess it's a hearsay episode, and it was really just hot takes on the Depp Heard trial, which a lot of people were interested in. And a lot of people tuned into that episode and enjoyed it. And then from there, we just did like five interviews in a row. That's what happened. So the first of those five was um, Lazarelli Zon, who is a director producer and he, has, he ha, was promoting at the time his film Unknown, which is out now. Um, and he has a new film coming out very soon, like two months. But I can't say anything. I'm not allowed. I do know a little bit about it. And Lazarell might come back um, and talk about it. But I, I don't know yet. We haven't, we haven't uh, set up a date or anything as of yet. But um, Lazarell and I talked about just his upcoming film, which is now out, which is called Unknown. And it stars... Ahel Azan, you, so you can find it on Amazon, uh, anywhere you watch movies, you can check out um, Unknown. And we also just talked about life in the entertainment business as a whole. And we had a really beautiful discussion. And the following week, I had the incredible Alyssa Bonagira, who is a country singer-songwriter. Oh my God, she is a force. I highly encourage you Highly encourage you to check out the episode. This blonde can talk with Alyssa Bonagura. Um, we talked about her upcoming album. We talked about music and all of this stuff that you know you would expect me to cover. But we mostly talked about life and inspiration. And I really walked away from that episode such a changed person. Like Alyssa is so beautiful inside and out. It's disgusting. <laughs> I love her, and it was one of my favorite episodes. One of my absolute favorite episodes. And I can't say enough just how much she changed me within an hour. Like, it's mind-blowing. And I think it would do the same for you. So I highly encourage you to check it out. And that was followed up with um, an interview with Michelle Lewis, who is a Hollywood film and TV makeup artist. Um, she's worked with, you know, everyone. <laughs> and she shared, you know, some, t- some makeup talk and all, what, what you would expect of a makeup artist. And some very, very sweet stories about the kids from, you know, Everybody Hates Chris. And uh, she's got, she has some beautiful things to say about Chadwick Boseman and Bernie Mac. So I actually encourage you to listen to that episode of This Blonde Can Talk with Michelle Lewis. Um, because the Bernie Mac stories alone are worth it. <laughs> so much fun. The following week, I had Jasper Cole on the show. He's known for playing like Hollywood's go-to, you know, bad guy he's always in like he's always playing the bad guy and that's he's that guy. He's he's a bit of a Brad Dorf and we had an insightful conversation. It was a lot of fun. Technical difficulties ensued. We actually had to do it over the course of 2 days, but Jasper was so great about it. And again, I learned so much about him and so much from him that I think you should also discover. That episode is called This Blonde Can Talk with Jasper Cole and then my final episode 51. <laughs> with Susie Abramite was almost the length of a film. It's two hours. It's over two hours. It's two hours and 24 minutes of pure joy, literally pure freaking joy. I had so much fun with Susie. It was literally like a bunch of girl talk, but like industry girl talk. And it went on and on and on, and it went on and on because we just couldn't stop talking. And there was just so much goodness in that one. And I said this before it's long, but I encourage you guys to listen to it. What I would do, if you think it's too long, maybe listen to it, pause it, take a break and come back to it. Especially if you're an entertainer, because Susie has been through, like she started out as a tennis player. And then she went into acting. She's a dancer. She sings. she does it all. So there's a lot of advice in there. Like she, she had a lot of advice to share. Um, Also a lot of insight on how to like, not judge human humans the wrong way. Like how not to be so judgmental of others. Um, She talks about what she lost. Well, everything in the um, Malibu fires and just where she is, like how far she's come. And it's, The kind of episode that will make you feel like you're invincible and capable of anything. And that's why I didn't cut it. I could have cut it into two and made it 51 and 52, but I chose not to for that reason because I felt like it needed to be its own self-contained episode. It it just didn't make sense to split it up. And that's a recap of all 51 episodes of this can Talk about anything. And this is episode 52. And I can't believe I made it to episode 52 because I am very good at quitting things. I'm very good at giving up on myself when things don't go the way that I want them to. And they didn't always throughout the course of the year and a half that I did this, which is why it took breaks here and there because mental health is important. Um, but I made it to 52 episodes and this is not where it ends. <laughs> this is just where season one ends. So I'm going to make a big announcement in like two minutes. So season one is over. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to season one through from everything from, you know, staying at the YMCA through to Susie Abramite. I had fun. Even if I was just talking to myself, I had fun. um, And I think that's all that really matters is that as long as you have fun doing what you're doing, then you should continue to do it. I have to say hi, Bobby for the 52nd time. Actually, that's not true because I think. I forgot at least four times because as soon as I, he would listen to the episode. I would get a message. <laughs> Bobby is um, one of my oldest and dearest friends, as I've mentioned a million times. And um, maybe I'll have him on the show in the you know next season. So we're gonna start at episode one again. I think maybe maybe you guys should let me know. Should we make it episode season two episode one or should we just make it episode fifty three? Uh, let me know on Twitter at. A Blonde Who Talks, A-B-L-O-N-D-E-W-H-O-T-A-L-K-S. Let me know what you think. <laughs> Seriously, let me know, because I just don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. We'll see, because whomp, I'm going to take a couple weeks off, and here's why. I want to start the next season, if you will, with a guest, and I have the guest lined up. Guest number one, episode number one of the new season is going to be Tom Bergeron. <laughs> I managed to get Tom to uh, agree to come back. And this time I'm going to let him do most of the talking. So I'm very excited about that. And I hope that you guys are going to um, join me for that because this time I'm getting serious with Tom. We're gonna, He's going to give all the tea, all the advice and everything. And uh, I look forward to it. I love talking to Tom and I love talking to you guys and I love hearing from you guys. So I want to thank you again for sticking with me for 52 friggin' episodes. <laughs> um, it's just amazing. I amaz- It amazes me that I made it to 52 episodes and that I'm actively working on 53. So I will leave you with that because you've heard me talking for far too long now already. Um, I want to thank my sponsors from this season, of course, my number one sponsor, the TB12 method. They have no idea that they're sponsoring me, but they are. Um, Michael Solberg, Family Wines, Ignorant Gentleman's Club on Etsy, Huxware, Tonica Kombucha. And I think I think I got them all. Oh, and also, of course, check out uh, Kapo Kanya Wines, C-A-P-O-C-A-G-A-N-A couplekanya.com. I almost forgot you a blank there. Um so yeah, I'll be back in a week or two or maybe three with Tom Bergeron. I hope you guys are going to tune in because as I said, I'm going to let him do most of the talking this time. I am still Melanie with two L's. I'm still your host. Um I still love you guys and I will be back very, very soon. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in and for leaving. Beautiful reviews, by the way, because they're all great. And I appreciate that. I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast because I'm enjoying bringing it to you, especially now that I've figured out how to not sit here and talk about things like, you know, questions generated off the internet because that was something else. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if you I don't know if you've listened to every episode, but if this is your first one, if it's your last, I don't know either way i just want to say thank you if you uh, if you've listened to even one so with that i am going to sign off but again i want to say thank you i hope you have a great day week couple of weeks and then i'll be back uh, infesting your ears again bye Are you ready for the sequel